Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink to talk about life and Just Jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back to another session. Um, man, we, we got through um, quite a few fun guest sessions, but we're back um, to yeah. just some fun between us, and it's good, man. Um, but as usual, we want to start off with what we're drinking every session. So, um, Jerome, what are you drinking this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a little concoction I made myself. Um, it's uh, Seagram's Ginger Ale with some uh, Don Julio tequila. Huh. Uh, it's, um, Is that a good combo? You know, I was, oddly enough, I bought some tequila just because I, you know, I like tequila by itself um, compared to other hard liquors, actually. Mm. But then I'm like, I don't always just want to be drinking straight up tequila. So mm -hmm. I actually didn't know it was a good uh, combination until I like, looked it up. And I love ginger ale. So I was like, all right, let's try it out. And you know what? It, mm -hmm. it actually blends pretty well. Um, so I think maybe like a hint of lime juice would definitely, uh, mm, it's kind of like mm. the cherry on top, but uh, I think it's, it's pretty refreshing and uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Nice, man. Yeah, um, yeah for me, um, I decided to start cracking open some of these like um, bottles that I've gotten from various tastings and things. Mm. So I um, just opened my bottle of High West whiskey. I'm opening the Double Rye. Um, it's a uh, 46% ABV, um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's supposedly a blend of straight rye whiskeys. Uh, the reason it's double is they use two, two different ryes. Mm. Um, and man, I do remember this tasting was probably the most wild that I went to. Oh, man. Um, just because uh, our, our, the, the rep who was uh, leading it was, um, I guess, historically a bartender, so he was a heavy-handed pourer. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, um, Hi West, I actually really like this tasting because these whiskey, um, these whiskeys and ryes seem to be very like entry level, like really mm -hmm. easy to drink for the masses. Um, nice. And, and yeah, this one does have like some natural sweetness to it. Uh, the burn is like obviously still there, but it's not like super super crazy. Um, mm, Hi West. So yeah, I might have to I might have to check that out. Yeah, I mean they have a cool logo too. Um, obviously, like High West, like they're they kind of had that like Western theme um, going on. Mm. Um, but they're they're good and they're pretty affordable too. Um, as nice. far as like uh, a, a good quality like um, cheaper end like whiskey. Nice, nice. Well, we are heading into another every week. Honestly, that we tack on to the week like number for the COVID series, mm -hmm. it's, it feels like another milestone. Um, but again, <laughs> as we've been talking about, uh, it, it's normal now. But. Week 28, um, you know, we're just continuing on. Uh, any updates, anything cool happened this week at all, Jesse? Um, nothing particular. Um, I think the big, the biggest thing is this was the first week in a few months that I've, like, actually had a semblance of a fairly normal schedule. Mm. Um, uh, work schedule, that is. And, then, I mean, it's been nice because I, like, I've been covering a lot in clinic, which, um, like, my role now as a mostly administrative person i'm like supposed to be like 80 20 80 percent administrative 20 percent clinical mm -hmm. but the last few months i've been more like like 40 60 so mm. um so honestly it was kind of nice like to get back like my some of my like time and schedule and um actually have time to think like a boss and like try and tackle like projects and stuff and right i mean it's a different kind of stress for sure but 
now now instead of like okay let me survive like one week or one day at a time i'm like okay how can i forecast for the next like couple months you know um so it's that was a bit exciting for me um other than that um what else happened this week i don't think anything really big happened it was a fairly fairly normal week i would say Um, yeah yeah yeah. remind me again uh when are you uh, when are you guys going into the new building yeah so i mean that's been i mean that's been a lot of our our, uh, (laughs) questions this whole year too gotcha um because we've we've just had to deal with a lot of like delays and stuff um, Mm. with construction with the city and those things. But um, actually um, I just got to visit the, the, uh, the building last week. Um, Mm -hmm. Dude, it looks so cool, man. Um, It's, I mean, it's a very like modern, like looking building, Um, but from, from the building we have now, it literally is like 50 years of jumping into like the present, you know? Um, but it's it's gonna be awesome, man. So it it looks pretty close to being done. Um, we're probably gonna be moving in. Um, I'm I'm hoping and and expecting by the end of the year, um, kind of sometime in the holiday season, which is a crazy time to kind of open. Um, but you know, um, better sooner um, rather than later is is definitely preferred. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm super stoked for it. Um, awesome. I think yeah, I think this holiday season is gonna be interesting, but. Uh, I think we'll probably talk about that more as it goes on. Yes. Um, but yeah, how about you, man? Anything special for you? Anything uh, crazy uh, happened this week? It's It's been a pretty chill week for the most part. Work's been busy. Um, yeah, work, work is just kind of the the thing that just eats up so much of my mental energy that like, uh, I haven't been able to do too much else, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so pretty chill week. Uh, a lot of tv honestly Mm. um you know maybe we can say this in more detail in the future uh future-minded but uh yeah i've been watching uh lovecraft uh, country have you heard of that i actually have not yeah it's um it's on hbo as well and it's like uh horror supernatural fantasy mixed with with like 1960s like black america kind of like Mm, interesting and I think Jordan Peele is one of the like producers on it. So it definitely has like the us get out type of vibes to it. Mm. Um, and you know, per our horror uh, episode, I, I enjoy it. It's definitely not like pure horror, but mm-hmm. the storytelling is very interesting. And, um, yeah, I think I'm kind of all caught up now. I think they, re- okay. it's one of those series where they release it once a week, which ah, yeah. is sad, similar to some of the other ones lately, like the boys and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So a lot of TV, uh, movies and, uh, basketball, of course. So right. really just one of those weeks where it's work, 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 and then chill, chill, chill. So, yeah. Um, just unwind at home and yeah. repeat, right? Yep. So not, nothing too crazy myself either. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, again, we're we're at a point where we're starting to figure out what life is looking like, you know, um, mm-hmm. and trying to capitalize on on moments that we can, like you know, socializing or or whatever. Um, so I think yeah. that's that's this is life right now, right? Like this is yeah. life in America. Um, so, yep, definitely. Um, and kind of sp- speaking of life in America, right? Um, Listeners, you probably already noticed the title of social, you know, talking about the social dilemma documentary. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a new uh, documentary that came on Netflix, just really talking about some of the, 
kind of the ugly parts of social media and the internet mm-hmm. nowadays. And, um, you know, I think both Jesse and I, we're kind of at the eight, like our generation, our yeah. mid to late twenties, like age, we've kind of lived through both sides of it. Um, Dude. kind of like the early, Oh, this is a cool, like hip thing called social media to now it's like this corporate monster that wants to like devour your data. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we definitely have some perspective that I think is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, I think both of us watched it really recently mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be a good one just to kind of talk about. And, and Jesse, I just kind of realized like we, we started off our podcast really a, a lot of sessions like these where we kind of tackle a topic to just mm-hmm. the two of us. But I realized we've been mostly doing that with guests. So it's been a while since we've had like uh, just us two deep diving, huh? That's true. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of our, our guest sessions have tackled like pretty tough topics or like yeah. um, really relevant things. And a lot of our, yeah, a lot of our just us two sessions have been just like that chill, unwind, like um, talk about something casual or funny. So it's, yeah, it has yeah. been a while for just us. And and the reason I said dude earlier is like, man, I realized when you said mid and late 20s, I'm not even late 20s anymore. I'm 30. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's Dude, right. It's that's oh, why I was man. like, oh my gosh, my mind is kind of blown right now that I don't even fit in that category anymore. Dude, you're like a boomer to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Comparatively, I guess so, man. I guess so. Yeah, that's, that's I so mean, funny. It, I think it's a little bit surreal because like I turned 30 this year, so it was during the yeah, pandemic. Yeah. Um, so it really hasn't like, like, I guess that hasn't really settled in, you know? Because yeah, I feel yeah. like typically when you especially like for a milestone like 30 a lot of people like celebrate big you know and i think um uh, i'm getting distracted a little bit but uh, i think this year like because there wasn't really a big celebration i was just like all right another year you know yeah um but yeah uh, um it's been a while since since you and i have like really dug deep into like like a more serious topic so it's mm-hmm. i think it's going to be fun for us to to kind of dive into this one um considering how prevalent it is in our lives and also just our society right yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah so i mean just um just to get us started like when did you watch this um this documentary and like um just like yeah initial thoughts yeah i watched it um this week, actually, I think it might have been Wednesday or Thursday. Um, okay, because it just came out like not long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, not long ago at all. Um, yeah, a friend of mine just kind of a few friend of friends of mine were like, "Hey, you should watch this. Like, it's definitely um, eye opening and very uh, well made, honestly." And mm-hmm. um, I went into it knowing what it was about just because of the trailer and what my friends told me. But um, I think it just does a really good way of like. Um, kind of discussing those difficult topics about what social media is doing to the society, but almost in like a storytelling way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see it through a family, like in a fiction family, fictional family, but intertwined are all these experts, people who are in the field and kind of hearing their perspective of like them being so involved in this, these companies, both in their infancy and then as they kind of grew into this behemoth, like mm-hmm. just how almost uncontrollable social media and like all mm-hmm. these internet um, companies are becoming. And I mean, I think we'll get into it a bit later, but like, yeah, just my initial like takeaway was just like, man, like kind of like I said earlier, like how, 
how far things have changed since we first got on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a different company now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. So I, I actually just watched it today. Um, and man, it was like some of these things I had already been thinking about. Um, right. and you know, heard a lot of like more media talk about it and just news talk about it. Um, and even like, um, research, you know, covering like the effects of like social media and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good, like, I mean, it, it was a really cool like overview of, of the history of social media, um, right, which is right. honestly pretty crazy because it's still new. Like it's still recent, you know, it's not like we're talking about like something that happened 30, 40 years ago, but we're talking about something in the last 10, 15 years, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think like that was actually like really cool that we can actively like honestly actively document what's happening now. Because um, mm-hmm. the way they handled it is they did give like context of like, the background but they're they actually talked a lot about like current um uh like current usage and current times you know right. um so I, I don't know i just found that very fascinating um yeah uh it was it was good to hear like people like in the industry talk mm-hmm. about it yeah. um because i mean it's it's one thing for like us to talk about it who are not like working in that industry um like we're on that like cons- uh consumer or, like customer like user side um, but it's interesting hearing the people who were at the forefront of like creating this tech, mm-hmm. you know, um, talking about how they got to that point and also what they have found as like pitfalls of it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, but I, yeah, I guess before we get into like the, the meat and potatoes of like the quote unquote social dilemma, let's mm-hmm. kind of do a blast from the past kind of before <laughs> it was a dilemma and it was just a, you know, I don't need, I don't even know if it was like termed social media at right. some point, but like, I guess for you, like what were some of your earliest memories of like, you know, getting into a social media or internet like community and um, what were like some of the ones that you were really into early on and um, maybe what led to you starting to use it? Yeah, I think for me, um, I mean, it was probably middle school, high school, um, but it was very different like during that time. So like the biggest thing was AOL Instant Messenger or AIM yes. um, as a like messaging platform. Um, and obviously like you can do like group messages on there too. Um, but that was just, that was just purely like messaging. Right. Um, but I think the first like social media platform was MySpace. Um, mm. And even then, like it really didn't, it was more just like, this is like your profile and your yeah, like setup. Right. But it wasn't like, I don't know, it was, it was very different than what Facebook became. Because um, it was just like, okay, let me put like my a little bit of like creative personality in here. Like, mm-hmm. it, it didn't really feel like a social profile necessarily. It felt more like a, yeah, just a collection of like hobbies or like things, you know, like it didn't have that same vibe. Yeah. Um, and I did sign up for Facebook during high school. Um, I want to say maybe like my junior year um i think that's roughly when um, facebook was expanding beyond just like colleges um and yeah i mean um it wasn't really anything back then either um again it was it was a more thorough like profile of like okay this is like this is like your basic info like these are some of like my likes and like my things and um but like it was 
it, it's, it felt like just like another level up from MySpace as far as like what it was supposed to function as. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously like it's like, okay, now I can actually add like my friends and things and, and have like a, a way to keep up with them and like, and in a more like tangible way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think those are like my early, early memories of, of, using social media and honestly i didn't use it that much um Mm. i like barely had a like got a smartphone at the end of high school and was just kind of like figuring stuff out but yeah social media was not really that big um at least at that time um yeah yeah no i I totally agree i think i I pretty much followed that same path and you know what you're like three years older than me right so Mm -hmm. if i minus three from pretty much all of your uh all of my your, timeline yeah your timeline it's pretty similar maybe like you know t- two to three years um right i think aim was like for sure that first taste of being able to commune with people like you know mm-hmm. not especially during the summer because during summer you don't right. really see everybody and i remember i was in elementary school um actually like mm. fourth or fifth grade when um yeah it just changed everything where like I was always felt very um, kind of sad to go into summer because I was like, oh man, I can't see like all these friends that I see every day. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, it was like, well, you could you at know, least talk to them. Yeah, and then there's that whole like uh, the notification when someone comes in the door opening, right? Like, oh my gosh, like when it closes, right? Like I just remember, I'd always keep an eye on, and then even when it was like, oh, the, the girl I had a crush on, like, oh shoot, like, oh, she's online, is, is she online and stuff, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, I think it really pulled on certain strings. And um, did you did you ever have a Zenga? I did. Um, yeah. And embarrassing enough, you know, Zenga was different. People handle Zenga very differently. Um, <laughs> I use Zenga as like like a. Like emotional outlet, I think. Oh so, yeah, oh yeah. Um, Dude, same here. Yep, yep. Talk about all your feelings on Zanga, right? Yeah, and a lot of like, a lot of. Uh, I remember I just vented a lot, and yep, some people same. at at church were like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like, <laughs> they actually like. I was like, "Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I was like, going through stuff, but like, you know, over exaggerate on the on your little course. blog." Of course. But, um, same. So, so that. And MySpace, of course, like you said. Um, I remember when Facebook came around, a lot of my friends got on Facebook and were kept telling me to get on because it's like, oh, it's so cool. But I remember, like, I was a MySpace stan for a long time. I was like, nah, mm. I'm going to stick with MySpace forever because of, like, I don't know, it just felt, like, more, uh, like, cool, you know? It's mm. like you can have your own music. Mm-hmm. You can really, like, your own background. Like, it was as you if you're developing. a lot yeah right there's so many things you can you know pick and choose from and then there's the whole like what was a top eight or something like Mm -hmm. everything was customizable um but it's interesting it's like what got me into facebook really also was in a way what you posted on your wall you know like yeah because they translated from myspace pretty well initially whereas like you can based on what's on your wall kind of describes you but I feel like not a lot of people, it's just a profile of like their history now. It's not even kind of your thing, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like, yeah, Facebook probably was, uh, yeah, like early high school maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, around that time. And 
yeah, like Instagram, maybe getting into college and stuff. So same. Yeah, it's just kind of like there's just so such a huge abundant of abundancy of like different types of outlets you can post to and consume from. You know, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, right? I actually remember um, during college that I had a conversation with someone about Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, like you should start an Instagram. Like you know, it's I think it'd be really cool." Like, and she was like, "What's Instagram?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> and that's like. That's like the perfect encapsulation of like the the early generations of each social media platform, you know? Like yeah. it's like that discovery and like but I, I like that doesn't happen anymore. Now it's just especially with how quick things spread, you know, it's like Yeah. Like when when a new platform comes out, it's like everyone already knows about it, you know, like um uh, so it's kinda crazy, like thinking back that like I had like an actual in person conversation with someone about like who actually had zero idea of like a social media platform, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, so just like out of curiosity, like what, what platforms do you like use most right now? And like what, why, what keeps you sticking with those platforms? Sure. Um, so I definitely have like a large majority of them still on my phone. Mm. Um, the ones that are definitely more, the time sucks are Instagram and Reddit probably. Mm. Um, I think Reddit is for sure the one that I kind of kind of deep dive into because Instagram you can, mm-hmm. yeah, you can keep going deeper, but it's like, well, the, after a while you just looked at random photos, but yep. um, probably Reddit just because you can kind of customize like your feed, quote unquote customize, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also do check on Facebook, but honestly, like Facebook is just at least maybe amongst my friends now it's like the history of all the friends i've had it's very like political and like mm. it's just people sharing like really kind of dumb videos like i, I don't mm. i'm i i really don't like being on facebook mm. to be honest i only use it for um kind of looking back on photos and like mm. memories and yeah i mean even photos is just like instagram now right um, yeah so yeah instagram reddit uh I use Twitter mostly for like uh following celebrities and like mm-hmm. like basketball news and, and and some some politicians that I do like like shout out Andrew Yang right <laughs> um, but yeah you know like it's uh not yeah it's uh, it's kind of like it's just part of like the day daily checks now right mm-hmm. it's not this exciting thing anymore yeah yeah how about you yeah, so I'm pretty similar. So I I have a Facebook, but I actually use it more for the messenger like right, uh, function. Right. So just you know, chatting with like groups of friends or a couple friends or catching up or whatever. Um, so I think that honestly, a lot of the times like using that more like amongst like communicating with friends than like texting. You know, mm. um, partly is because I don't have an iPhone anymore. <laughs> Um, but Instagram, I do check, um, every day. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think that's a really interesting, like, snapshot into people's lives, um, and what they're, like, interested in, what they post about. But even yeah. now, it's, like, interesting because, like, so many people are getting more into, like, social justice and, like, that kind of stuff. So right. I'm seeing a lot more of that now, which is interesting. Um, like, it's, you know, in some regards, it's helpful. Um, yeah. 
I have a Twitter. I don't really use it. Honestly, like the thing I use it for most is like random giveaways. Um, like when people post like, oh, I'm doing a giveaway and like, here's a couple extra points for like, like retweeting on Twitter or something like that. Like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Mostly because I know like I don't really use my Twitter and I don't think people like, you know, I don't, that's not a, that's not a like platform that I'm like most on a lot, mm-hmm. but similar to you, I, 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 I deep dive on Reddit a lot. Um, I actually have like, typically I have Reddit at, as like a open page at, um, when I'm home. Um, just, just cause like, I think they're, the things that I like I follow are, are pretty interesting. Like there's right. different like news things or like just random, like, you know, like uh, manga anime or like, or like gaming like channels that like post some news and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think those are probably the main ones. I mean, YouTube, uh, if you want to consider oh. that social media, I don't even true, know. True. Like, yeah. Is that, is that considered social media now? I mean, it's, it's all, it's all kind yeah. of blending together, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I, I, I'm on YouTube pretty frequently. Um, if you want to call Twitch a social media, I don't know. Um, that's kind of a yeah, that's a, yeah. a bit of an extension. I would say that's more entertainment. But I I watch Twitch a lot um, for like entertaining personalities and things, which I guess you can say is a, a form of social media. Um, but yeah, I, I think like especially between like Reddit and Twitch um, and messenger those are probably like the ones i'm like most right. frequent on um for sure yeah yeah it makes sense um and yeah i mean you, you do bring up a good point and i think it's a it's like a good transition point because like yeah you know youtube used to really just be like just videos you look up but, but now yep. it's like there's a crazy algorithm it's like you know you the recommendation page is you know one person's looks completely different obviously but yeah so much of this is also contextual too um and yeah and um yeah i definitely think youtube is like it's it's kind of grown into this thing that is kind of a behemoth in itself um, with all the ad revenue and all this um but i guess yeah kind of going into that like really what the documentary social dilemma was talking about was like you know there's kind of the shift in social media and and these internet uh, companies where like all of a sudden is like well we're we're gonna we're not just this dinky little you know cool uh mm-hmm. company that's just want to have fun but we're trying to make bank and mm-hmm. in order to make bank you you know you know they always say money is the the root of all evil right <laughs> um and it's really the, the greed that comes with it but yeah and you know i think we can get into it in a little bit more but like that you know, it, the, the phrase follow the money and you'll find kind of where the, the dirt is. It's yeah. often, it's often very true. And what we're seeing with in this documentary is like, you know, it's because of ad revenue, because of like wanting to sell consumers like data. Like mm-hmm. that's the reason why things are kind of built and algorithmized in a certain way to um make as much money for these companies um so i'm curious jesse was there like a point like through the past 10 15 years where you kind of started noticing like it wasn't just like this fun little thing anymore it became like oh these are corporations like selling selling something yeah i mean i want to say it was during college um Mm. and i think it was mostly as um as i was looking at how facebook was changing um Mm. because Facebook, 
again when it started and and like the the upside of facebook is like maintaining social connection with people right um right like with people that maybe you would wouldn't normally still be connected with like um that was like the cool thing about it um but when when it changed from just like okay like this is like just profile to profile like you're like just kind of sharing with each other and you can just kind of like keep in touch with each other to like oh like when they honestly started putting more noticeable ads like Mm, um i was like i was like okay like there's and and the way like they changed from like the wall like focus on the wall to like focus on the news feed Um, right right like that was like a huge shift for sure because it really took it out of like okay i'm just gonna go and and i'm gonna go to people's pages and kind of visit them there and like and and use that as like the primary function to like i'm just on this general screen and i'm getting like updates as they come you know right um so i mean that that i think was the biggest shift for me um obviously like you saw the same like you can see the same trend in instagram where it was it started as just collections of photos you know people Mm -hmm. posting unique photos and things to like now there's like literally ads every like few like photos you look up and and it's crazy how how unique those ads are to you and maybe what you say or hear or do or search you know um but yeah um i think that was but i think college was when i first noticed at least facebook was changing um to not just being a social connection um but beyond that into like yeah a, a corporation and business um and yeah um and trying to make more money essentially you know yeah it it, like seriously even just looking at google like as a search bar like Mm -hmm. you know we for the longest time it was very like oh just type something in you'll get results but then i don't know when it was but we uh, we definitely started seeing like oh the sponsored ads or sponsored results like Mm -hmm. and what's crazy is that uh, my company um they they you know do seo like search engine optimization and they also pay for google ads and Mm. it's like just kind of hearing them talk about it almost with like gritting teeth of like, man, a single click on that costs them a good chunk of money. Like, yeah, uh, it just shows you like, man, money speaks so loudly in this world that we live yeah. in. And it's kind of scary. Um, and yeah, I definitely agree with what you said about just, dude, I'm like so fed up with all these ads. Like it's so yeah. like, like YouTube, especially, I think YouTube is the one that I really noticed it. Yeah. Um, when like instagram for sure too when facebook bought them but the fact that like google bought youtube that was kind of like a moment i was like wait why would like seriously google's buying youtube like youtube i thought was just this like kind of dumb like videos you'll find everything on youtube good and bad like but it's like you're gonna it's gonna i don't know what's gonna happen and then now we see it's like they're shutting down channels they're like monetizing Mm -hmm. everything like only things that will get a certain type of viewer um i think we probably i think we shared about it during our youtube uh, session where like a bunch of my like uh, favorite youtubers talked about like dude their revenue from youtube dropped by like 10 like tenfold you know Mm -hmm. just because like it was no longer like the algorithm just doesn't everything yeah it just changed everything and um i mean I think we'll get into it but like just the fact that like this is a system that's set up to make money like of course like that's how companies will go 
but mm-hmm. it's really sad, you know. Um, and I think at this point, like maybe just being able to be more skeptical as you know, not just late twenties, but also early thirties, Jesse. <laughs> like you know, y- you know, younger um, people, we are a little bit more skeptical. We could actually kind of say, well, if this is the system, who can I trust if they're just all backed by money? But what's scary mm-hmm. is that like. The truth is, there. Who knows what the tr- where the truth is, right? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how things have changed since. I, dude, I remember one of the reasons why I really like Facebook was I don't. Did you ever play this game? It was like zombies versus vampires or something. Uh I well, I know like gaming on Facebook was pretty. It was big huge. For a while. Yeah. Um, I I I was like playing one of the. Well, I mean, now like there are games like Farmville and things that got yeah. super popular. The thing that the one that I got stuck with was Mouse Hunt. Um, that mm. was the one that I played a lot. But yeah, there was there were so many games that were on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's like not even close to what people use Facebook for anymore. It's nope. like, it's 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 crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think talking about like. As we're like, as we watch like the documentary, and as maybe other pe- of our listeners have watched it as well, like, were there any particular things that were like shocking, or like, um, or like things that were not necessarily shocking, but things that were like tough um, mm-hmm. for you to realize that these were like, just this is like the world as it is, and these are these are true things, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah, like kind of like you just said, like nothing. Like, oh my gosh, I like never knew that because you know we've heard inklings of these things um probably a Mm -hmm. lot already um but i think it it was a lot of tough truths um Mm -hmm. i think as they're kind of like near the end when they're talking about just how social media in a way like not really not deviously um well not just social media but just like internet itself not deviously like trying to pit people against each other but in a way it's like the fact that it, it it allows the worst parts of society to shine um it, it's an algorithm that it feeds into people's negative traits you know mm-hmm. like um yeah they just talked about how like uh i think both from a kind of familial like individual level where they said oh it's just such a sad truth about how like you know, young girls and I think young teens mm-hmm. in general, like the suicide rate, like yeah. skyrocketed after social media was like introduced, mm-hmm. and then how like the recent elections have just been like America is just becoming more and more polarized, and not just America, you know, like yeah. the world really, but we, you know, as as uh, Americans, we see it so much, and yeah, and I think you know, to be honest, like personally, I've been very frustrated with like. Um, people uh, people who are not in my camp right like during this whole time because it's like you know with all the the Black Lives Matter and with all the mm-hmm. um, you know even even COVID and mm-hmm. the presidency and just all these different mm-hmm. just crazy stuff going on and you know to be honest like we I feel like Jesse we, we don't really get too political on this um, podcast no. yeah. but like it's it's a time to really think about these things and, and of course like for me like being a bit I don't want to say I'm like you know leftist but it's more like I I, I want to evaluate a lot of different angles and mm-hmm. the truth is like um, I've fallen into that trap where like I, I find myself only hearing things I want to hear you know mm. 
and it becomes an echo chamber. I'm like, you know, in the doc, man, they're saying like it, it feeds you information, only one side of information to the point where any person that says the other side, you'll mm-hmm. think they're like stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've fallen into that, you know? Um, and not to say, you know, I, you know, there's certain things that are like, I, I, I want to stand by, but like, it's very true. Um, mm-hmm. I've, you know, you know, uh, I, I try to proclaim myself as like trying to be, you know, in the middle, you know, seeing mm-hmm. from both sides. But um, the truth is, like, there are sides that I'm not hearing fully. Mm-hmm. And um, it scares me because that's the world now. Um, yeah. It's whatever and you... And that's what you're being presented with, the information. Exactly. Um, and it gets really hard to have, like, good di- uh, dialogue. Because kind of like what I said earlier about Facebook, like, man. I'm traversing Facebook and I'm seeing some like extremists from both sides and it scares me. I'm like, like, especially people I've known for a while and I haven't caught up with them. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember you being like this far into this direction. But then all of a sudden, like now it's like, wait, oh man, I, I can almost see like social media and, you know, f- news specific bias news sources can really mm-hmm. feed into the dark sides of your heart and your mind um and i think it's done that to me to a certain extent too so mm. i think yeah just man such a tough and yeah i guess shocking truth as well of how social media and this internet that we're so attached to it's it's not evil in itself but it allows for evil to spread like a virus you know mm-hmm. and it's it's uh it's it's scary yeah i think for me um the one that stood out most was that like the data on like the self-harm and suicide rate um, mm. amongst like the earth the the teens and i was like man like if there's anything that tells you how um how like society is doing like it's with 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 that you know like are they right. like how are, how are our kids doing you know um because that the kids are the future right the kids are the future like the future like growing up you know um so i think i think that was the toughest thing for me to like hear and it's not that i didn't know it already but like still seeing it i'm like man that's still like hard to hard to swallow you know that we're at a, we're at that point in society where like that that's so prevalent you know right. um so yeah i mean um otherwise yeah um, same thing just i i think just shedding more light on on the darker sides of social media and and just um yeah uh just realizing that there's like even with good intentions like things have been warped you know um so i i think i don't know it it definitely caused me to think a lot more um for sure and just be a lot more conscientious of it um and i mean i'm i don't know i'm curious um like you know like did you feel like the 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 tug or motivation to like potentially like um delete or or (laughs) deactivate or or quit different um avenues of social media you know i i don't know if about like quitting um Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting um because obviously we're kind of talking about like two different side effects one of them is like oh they'll they'll like 
because of this data, they'll know what types of like videos you'll like. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's cool. Like, all right, yeah, give me more basketball videos. Give me more like, um, mm-hmm. you know, comedy videos and stuff. But then the dark side of that is like where, oh, oh, you, uh, you're this politically. So therefore, mm-hmm. you know, like that, right? Only hearing that stuff. In a way, I feel like a while ago, I kind of gave up and said, whatever, take my data. Because, um, mm. sure, if you want to sell me something, you better get it right. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, so I think in a way, like my mentally, I'm just like, okay, I I know there's a line within my head where I th- I'm I know at the cost of the the cost of you know being consuming all this stuff is that you know they'll know what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kind of dark even part of me that's like, okay, then feed it to me. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of. You know, I don't know if I want to say that blatantly, but right, right. Um, but I think it def- definitely did give me a reminder that like, don't let it become you. You know what mm. I mean? Um, and you know, maybe uh, kind of a question I was thinking about too while while you were talking about the whole um, kind of the effects it has on our youth. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely had moments in my life where I was like, oh shoot, I need to stop social media for a while, and mm-hmm. that was good, you know, but. I think ultimately it's like how can you just make sure social media is used for more better like mm-hmm. you know again better is like very subjective but right. non like kind of extremist ways right, right. Um, like don't let it become your sole source of news don't let it become an echo chamber like that's why for reddit I follow like <laughs> like funny like funny reddit subreddit mm-hmm. um, you know like <laughs> like stupid fail ones right yeah like, yeah like what could go wrong like one of my favorite reddits like instant yeah. karma right like yeah you know like hopefully things that are just like kind of fun content rather than like feeding my like uh anger kind of thing you know and so that's kind of for me i think that's where i'm at where hopefully mentally i can make a switch and say like i don't want to go down darker rabbit holes but rather try to yeah, try to keep a level-headed, skeptical mind throughout through all of it. And I know it's going to be hard because that's what it's feeding me. But I think it definitely mm-hmm. the the um, dilemma, social dilemma, kind of made it more meta, so that you can mm-hmm. take a step back and say, "What have I been consuming?" You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm curious for you, Jesse. Have you like had those experiences where you were like, "I need to step away," or and does did this documentary have any of those? Um, like tugs too yeah i mean i I, it's i've had those tugs in in the past too of like oh should i just quit social media or not um and for me i always come like even if i do like deactivate for a season i've always come back Mm -hmm. um because like there are a lot of positive things that come out of it too you know like again there are like people that you can keep up with that you normally don't um or aren't unable to um there's like ways to like share like positive things and like positive like um like you know things with other people like for yourself for other people and um at least at least uh i'm seeing at least now i'm seeing more of that on instagram yeah i feel like um there was a season for that on facebook but i think more of that is happening on instagram where there's more of that like um urge to like spread positivity and also positive impact in general Mm -hmm. yeah um 
so I think like I don't know it's tough because it also depends on like who's in your life too right like um, and if I don't know like are you able to maintain like some of those things in your life um, like without those social media platforms and mm-hmm. obviously that raises other questions but it's a valid question like yeah I mean um, are there connections that, with people that um, that are valuable that you may have difficulty with without right. social media like probably you know um so i think for me it's it's it definitely is weighing that like balance of like knowing that as a consumer like you know that whole like data thing of like okay if they're if they're taking my data like i want it you know i want to make sure like i'm i don't know like being wise about using the platform right um but at the same time like on the positive side like i want to make sure i actually use the platform for hopefully for good you know mm-hmm, um, right and yeah um so I, I don't know man like it's i'm i think what's interesting for me and and what they kind of talked about at the end of the documentary was um what they what what these various like major players in the um in the tech industry who um are trying to like you know counteract some of this negative movement of right. of of social media um are proposing you know like regulations and like um standards and like like making financial like uh, or fiscal impact on on data collection that all that kind of stuff i'm like that actually i'm very interested to see yeah, how yeah. that how that would play out um even if we're even ab- able and capable of doing that um in our society um like you know obviously they it's important to right um because in I think the documentary said, but in the extreme sense, um, like these platforms have a very, very large um, and oftentimes unnoticeable impact on shaping people um, mm-hmm. individually, but also shaping culture and society. Right. So yeah. um, I think in order to make sure like it's, it doesn't do that in a way that's harmful for society and humanity is like, is, important um but i want to i'm just curious how we get to that point you know yeah yeah and i think you're 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 totally right because you know this documentary in a way is a good i don't want to say it's the first step but it is a good step of like raising awareness um and there's there is a bit of an optimism that they talked about at the end right where like Mm -hmm. the regulations and kind of the different movements um but yeah, I think for me, like, just hearing, um, like, yeah, bring, bring it back to what you said, like, hearing the effects of it on children. I think, you know, a lot of our friends are having kids. And mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we can't really just assume that the way our parents raised us or whether it's good or bad or somewhere in mm-hmm. the middle like that's going to be there's this new entirely different factor now with like social media and with the internet and like all these devices like it's like you can't just cruise with your kids anymore you know mm-hmm. like there's so many things happening on a screen that you can't like at the end of the day you can't totally like watch over it scares me you know but mm-hmm. i think they shared about like, yeah, make sure you have rules, make sure there's trust, make sure there's openness. And that, that gives me a bit of optimism for the future mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. my kids and, 
and even with like hearing some politicians out there like really talking about like yeah these companies need to be in check and the documentary just saying there's like no regulations at all and mm -hmm. like everything has regulations literally in in the country you know yeah um it just needs to be done and hopefully we're at a tipping point soon that like it can be reversed and it can be more neutral and more like positive right um mm -hmm. but you know again follow the money and you'll find some crap everywhere right for sure yeah yeah man um that's it's it's definitely like you know obviously this is a more serious topic and like this is like it's tough to talk about honestly because yeah. of how like how relevant it is but also like um how like how difficult it is to grasp this idea you know like honestly like speaking like how difficult it is for us to grasp the reality of how how prevalent it is um right. but i mean it's it is important for it to be brought to the table and i'm glad like um that this documentary helped shed some light on that um but again we'll, we'll, i think the the question is we will see you know yeah. um we'll see what happens in the next five ten years um and we'll yeah i mean like you mentioned like um and for me like that's why i had thought about it too is um like the idea of having kids in the future and and how are those like how our kids will be brought up um is going to be it has to be thought of in a very different way right mm -hmm. um but yeah man um any particular like any particular big takeaways for you from from watching this um to be quite honest i think it was like there are certain people in my life particularly like family that i feel like i, I need them to watch it um just because, um, you know, I think the older generation especially, they kind of, they're very, uh, they, there's not as much of a skepticism of like, mm. if I read it on the internet or hear it from the news, it's, I mean, it's got to be true, right? Like that, I feel like that's very uh, prevalent. And the fact that internet is set up this way to, you know, force feed something that you already want to believe it scares me and I've already seen um, I've already seen that with family um, where they'll be sending me articles I'm like dude this is like like so biased to the point of mm -hmm. like it sounds like a like a fantasy story you know <laughs> um, and it just scares me because it's like wait I know you didn't go look this up like you probably got it because you know with my parents like they don't they're not really social media but they probably got it from someone else but then mm -hmm. But then that person got it from another source that is like probably back into the cycle, you know. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think for me, the biggest takeaway is like, yeah, this awareness is important, um, even for um, adults, like older adults, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the two things for me is like, um, one is how do I handle like social media now? Mm -hmm. And then um and then too like depending on what happens in again the future like how do i handle it with like like hopefully if i have kids in the future like how do i handle it with my future kids you know mm. like and bringing that up um in in a in the right way you know um, right since social media is going to be around like that's that's just a matter of fact like 
um, it's not like it's going to disappear anymore. Like we've already opened the box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can't put that away. Um, so I think it's just how do we steward it and utilize it in the best way possible right. um, without it having all the, th- these potential negative side effects, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think those are the two things that I have to look at. And I honestly don't have like good answers for either of them right now. Um, I have like some early thoughts on it, but um, yeah, nothing like really set in stone. I think it's stuff that I need to dialogue with more um, and think about more um, just yeah. moving forward for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, the key phrase is we will see. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, how cool would it be if like a year or two from now in, on Just Jive, we'll have a session recapping and be like, wow, things are turning for the better, you know? Mm-hmm. But we all know things, something that's happened <laughs> over 10, 15 years is probably going to take like 30 to <laughs> re, re, right. uh, reset. So, um, yeah, dude, this, I mean, great discussion, dude. I think yeah. it's so prevalent. It's literally in our pockets all day, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, you know, listeners, you know, I don't think this is really a spoiler at all. Like, this is not <laughs> a spoiler type of, you yeah. know, documentary. If anything, we want to spoil all of it and then yeah, have you watch it to like confirm it because it's stuff you need to know i think and yeah. um you know hopefully if you haven't watched it yet uh you could check it out on netflix it's definitely worth the time um i will say like i i think one practical thing that i'll, I'll i'm gonna try and do is um turning off or minimizing the amount of notifications i get yeah um, yeah i think that's a very practical thing to start with because um, then like it puts more control back in your hands instead of like um instead of being reactionary right yeah Um, so i think that's one thing that i'll try um but yeah that's a good one that's a good one um awesome so for our recommendation of the week um just just straight up a documentary since we just watched one um it could be serious it could be not it could be Mm -hmm. stupid or anything but um yeah jesse do you have a uh, documentary you like to recommend i am gonna stick with what i believe is a classic now Mm. um I'm gonna I'm gonna highly highly recommend Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Ah, oh, man, like, yeah, I, as a sushi lover, um, but just also as like, just as the documentary itself, it is such so a like good. profound um, documentary in a very to cover a very specific craft. You know, um, honestly, that documentary is very inspiring, um, and just makes me appreciate the the art and the the cuisine so much more mm-hmm. um and hopefully like for people who are kind of like in that entryway into sushi like this is a way to push them more into it right um and like understand and appreciate it a bit more um but also it was just such a fun and, and well-written documentary oh um, yeah yeah so i would I know a lot of people have watched it already. Um, I've, I, I think I've watched it at least twice, if not three times. Um, but I would definitely recommend watching that one. Uh, nice. What about you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend uh, the Last Dance, the Michael oh, Jordan story, okay. um, or you know, the Bulls' uh, final year um, of their their run uh, story. And yeah, I mean, kind of similar way of uh, that you're talking describing Jiro. It's just super well done and kind of really does a deep dive into um something that you already know is good like we already know sushi is good like we know sushi is an awesome thing we know michael Mm -hmm. jordan's awesome we know the bowls were awesome but it really dives into like the day-to-day craft of it the 
the ups mm-hmm. and downs um, of it, and I think uh, what I think it's what six? Oh no, eight, eight to ten, eight episodes. Yeah, dang, I just something like totally that. forgot it. But it's um, I don't know. Have you watched it, Jesse? I actually have not. It's okay. on my to do list. Um, yeah, I mean, I I definitely recommend it. Eugene actually watched it with me too. Um, dang, sat through a lot of it, and you know, props to her. <laughs> but um, it's it's just really cool. Um, getting inside the head of uh, Michael Jordan and hearing mm. a lot of great interviewees um, just throughout the whole documentary. So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend that one. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in with us, um, covering um, just the, our our thoughts and our, um, yeah, the provoking conversation of social media um, through watching the documentary on The Social Dilemma. Um, again, we would definitely recommend um, all of you guys to watch this documentary. Um, please let us know what you think. Um, and ironically, we're going to recommend some social media now. <laughs> um, so if you haven't um, followed us on our Instagram, we promise we won't uh, spam you. We promise we won't um, take your data. We're just sharing when we release our podcast and when and the different things we're recommending. You can find us at our Instagram at Just Tribe Pod. Um, again, that's at Just Tribe Pod. Um, again, um, have a conversation with us there. Um, let us know what you're thinking, what um, things you learned, things that stood out for you. Um, we'd be curious to hear. Um, yeah. Awesome. Great discussion. We'll hopefully have more of these uh, good ones uh, coming soon. So, uh, listeners, as always, we will see you next time. See ya.